Good morning, New Eden. Today is March 19th, 2023, and this is the Federation Frontline Report. I'm your host, Frozen Fallout, and my co-host is Nightflyer. Hey, good morning, everybody, and thanks for joining the show. Show? There we go. Uh, <laughs> to show so, you how it's done. Right. Uh, so, Frozen, how was uh, last week treated you? Ah, pretty good. Uh, pretty good. There's haven't been doing a whole bunch, um, but uh, I did get some some good solid kills. Um, just last night, I was able to fly around with the Galente and the Standing Fleet. Um, there's a lot of weirdness kind of going on right now because everything used to be done out of the Discord for um, Gal Mill. There's the you know the general Discord that we have. Um, and then there's so it's just called the gal mill um thing here so that is now being less used um and there is a new thing called like the gal mill h uh, war hq discord that is uh going on right now um and uh Young, I, I, I see that I do have a message, but I can't because the way that I have the video stuff set up is that this is all through Discord. Um, so I will get to your message, or if you're listening, maybe um, you can, if, if you can type it in here, if it's urgent business. Um, but yeah, uh, so it, it is interesting, though, that the different uh, things that are kind of going on with the use uh, so I've been on sedition comms quite a bit which is uh, young uh, young puke and you know sedition and stuff like that the young puke's been running a bunch of fleets as of late uh, and being more of like the standing fleet and being down in the Aboon area um, Aboon and um, Devon area that where most of the fighting is going on um, so I found out the reason why I had a problem with getting onto Sedition Comms for a long time. I was missing the S in there. The, the letter S, you know, from the, the beginning of the uh, URL. And for some reason, my mind just kept on overlooking that. But now I'm, I'm on their comms. Um, and we've got into some really good, you know, just skirmishes that are happening um there was a cyclone uh, fleet issue uh fleet clash between both sides using that and we were outnumbered um and we did better uh we did uh, a lot better in the um battle than they did and i was flying around stupidly in a thorax because i had no idea what was you know i just jumped into fleet and this happened like two minutes after i got into fleet basically <laughs> Just undocked my thorax and went out there, and I didn't uh, get blown up. I was really surprised. Um, I was expecting to take some losses. Um, I haven't uh, been running any fleets uh, for a little while, but uh, I plan on doing some more. Um, we'll see what this, you know, new comms and stuff like that, and new uh, Discord, because there's some. Oh, so the the reason why the Discords, I, I don't think I explained actually why the Discords are kind of messed up. Um, and that's because authentication is not going to be able to be done for direct enlistment. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering. You said I was on special assignment last week. And uh, when I came back yesterday, I realized I, I saw there was fleets out, but there was nobody in comms. So uh, it took me a little while to, to find them. And I think it was Dylan actually uh, sent me a thing that got me set up with that last night. But 
I didn't know the the history behind or what was going on. But yeah, it makes sense. If you can't get authenticated because you're not actually in those roles, then how can you get access to the you know the Discord so we can you know talk to each other? Yeah, I'm not sure um, why that can't authenticate. If it can authenticate off of a um, you being in militia, th there must not be a proper tag that in the API or something like that that allows them to grab that. Um, so I'm gonna investigate more into that. We'll, so we'll have that I think more next week regarding what what's going on with militia comms at this time. But I know that there's a lot of use of sedition um, TS three right now. And, um, and Young Puke is like kind of seems like there's a lot of work being done to get other uh, sedition is building up other things uh, inside of Discord and authentications of their own and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. Um, have you had any time to do anything with the um, event that is going on, which we'll get into a little bit more? Uh, briefly, like I said, I was. On special assignment, so I had my, you know, blue blue ribbon Cracker Jack team down investigating the uh, Tennessee area in the United States to see if uh, the Kaldari had, uh, you know, infiltrated that area, and uh, they actually had a little bit. So um, I, I reported <laughs> that back to the powers that be, but got back late last night and was uh, finally able to kind of get on and play. Um, started I started trying to do some of the Explo stuff. Um, and uh it didn't go very well so far so uh, i haven't found the sites that uh, we need to, to find so uh i did get back uh got in some ppp just doing some um you know plexing got a fight with judge sarn again nice <laughs> so, always a good fight so he wasn't streaming so he caught me off guard <laughs> um but uh yeah i was in a, a tormentor and he came in and uh in an atron and it was a good fight uh, i took him but uh yeah he's a good pilot he's he's, he's fun to fly against in those small frigates oh yeah but, yeah always that's a good the 1v1 fight but that's all the expense I've, I've had the last week so hopefully this week uh will give me a little bit more time to play yeah i've been playing really around dive in, into that in devon too much to actually get out and try and do any of the um, new ship caster um, what are they calling this? The Shadow War, um, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it. There's so much PvP going on right now that, you know, trying to do these sideline projects. Um, you know, we, we keep getting, like, the daily things to, like, go mine. I'm like, well, I, I'm not going to go mine when there's, like, a dozen <laughs> fleets in system that we can, you know, pew pew. So let's go do that. Yeah, it's, it is definitely, like, a constant amount of, like, 50 people in Aboon, um, or in, uh, not Aboon, really, it's Devon is the one that's uh, kind of, like, heavily under siege right now, and there's pirates, there's people, um, you know, for the Galente, people for mm -hmm. the Keldari, um, but with uh, something we'll talk about a little bit more, there isn't Mimitar or Amar, um, we'll talk more about why that is uh, really happening where they won't be showing up to our space much anymore um, so let's kind of get into uh the first thing that we want to talk about here is direct enlistment um so direct enlistment is the ability for you to join faction warfare without being part of a faction warfare corporation or alliance um 
So some of the things that I understand for this is um, that we have um, corporations are able to kind of limit their uh, you that you have to choose a path based upon what your corporation chooses if they choose to do that and I believe that that's not forced upon them um, I don't know where in the the UI that you put it's probably somewhere in corporations if you're able to kind of, uh, your corporate tab that you're able to actually like limit what they can get into I'm surprised though that they didn't do the alliance level for that um, because I wonder what it's going to be like for people that are um, in the same alliance or corporation um, that they see each other on the other side of the aisle you know when when they come up as a war target they're they're part of your corporation um, I guess the overview would normally have set that to be I, I guess that would be you your overview would display them as a war target, I think, like by by base. Yeah, um, I think it would have to. You know, I think that was part of the big question going from the, the very beginning is if, you know, they have this direct enlistment or how do we have people get into faction warfare where you're not suddenly, you know, uh, red to everybody or blue to everybody or, you know, are you going to be shooting people in your own corp or alliance? So... Again, now, so they figured out the corp aspect of it, but yeah, I'm not sure about the alliance. I haven't seen anybody or talked to anybody um, from the alliance level. And I think that that's something you even have to turn on at a corporate level. Um, so it's probably going to be default off for a lot of corporations. Um, but I think that that's not necessarily a big issue in EVE uh, as much as I kind of was thinking about because it's more of a nebulous kind of thing right um, instead of there being an actual penalty because there's no penalty for shooting your corporate mate or your alliance mate or a blue of your your um, stuff if they're a war target they're a war target right that's you know mm -hmm. um, so it's all good on everything except for when alliance leaders or corporation leaders kind of look at what's going on and, and they get people calling blue fuckery right but by default in the hud war targets are like the highest level of display so for example i did see uh, and i did see something that was kind of interesting i was in a fleet with somebody recently that i had marked as red um and put them at negative 10 standings but they're in faction warfare now um so I see them as being faction warfare and part of faction warfare, um, but they actually were still showing on my HUD when when I only had it set so that it would show enemies. But they showed purple as in my you know in my fleet, but they were showing up on the HUD as well. Um, I don't know if there was a glitch that happened with that or how. So that that's what I'm just it's it's going to be interesting to see where you know you're going to be having people that. You normally would not be friends with um, and would you see them as pirates and they've come over and actually are starting to play faction warfare with faction warfare so yeah and so it depends on your your overview settings uh, Henry um, is kind of saying here it depends on your overview settings you can drag what you want to show up as yeah so I think that my main thing is the default for that because you know that's going to be where it kind of makes all of the uh, 
if the default is war targets are war targets, then that's a good thing, and allies are allies, that's a good thing. And I think that that's what it is. Uh, or militia members, is, it's being, you know, more important that they're a militia member uh, than it is that they're blue or red to you. Um, and yeah, what's yeah. on top will take the, the top priority, so. Oh, that's right. I forgot you can, how, you, how you can set those. Yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts on this direct enlistment? Uh, it's good. They, they have figured out some of the big questions like, well, what prevents people from hopping back and forth? And so there is a delay. So if you join a, one faction and then drop, you have to wait like 24 hours before you can re-enlist. And you do have so, to have standings with that faction then, in yeah. order because it's not that. like the corp like if anybody joins my corporation they get in regardless of whether they have good or bad standings with the galente uh, but for this i believe that you have to have galente standings above 0, 0.0 or you know right at four zeros or something like that then it, at some point well i haven't seen it have an impact in the system yet i said i haven't been really on the last week um, but, uh, playing, I've been watching the news. I've been locking on and getting my daily rewards and, and viewing any mails I might have, but, um, I'm curious to see what kind of impact it would have in the war zone uh, moving forward. It would be interesting, but, uh, I think a lot of people that I was anticipating coming over as soon as this clicked on are now tied up in, you know, other areas of space right now with what's going on. Yeah, it does sound like that is that is like a huge thing right now is that there is a there is another war that's happening in EVE Online that is distracting everybody from being part of. But I've, I've actually heard that war is shit um, besides, you know, trying to achieve your objectives. Um, and even those fights are not that good, um, that there isn't a lot of small yeah. skirmishing and stuff like that between the groups. It's just... Yeah, well, the fight wars and maybe not. Yeah. Well, most of the goon pilots I know are the guys that like to bring out the big toys, and I don't think anything has escalated quite to that level yet. It's still smaller skirmishes. Um, I don't think any of the Titans have been brought out on field, so um, I know that's really what uh, a lot of these guys are kind of looking forward to. So we'll see. And, and again, I, I, I've never seen that from Frat. Frat just usually is kind of numbers they'll get up into the battleship areas and things like that but and uh, pandemic horde is not really well known for fielding a, uh you know big big toys it's, it's right, not a numbers right. game kind of thing so yeah so it, so i think to see how this goes yeah that i mean i think that that's detracting from direct enlistment right now i am really surprised actually how much nobody's talking about direct enlistment on like reddit uh, there was like a little blurb um, about, you know, like a post that, like one post maybe that was about direct enlistment. If not, it had, was even like more nestled in. Um, but in general, there isn't a lot of like people going like, hey, cool, they got direct enlistment going. Now I'm joining Faction Warfare. Um, yeah. And I think it's, I think it's going to be one of those things that happens in this game where something gets introduced and tell you figure out how is it going to go into my gameplay or you know is this something i can use to make money or just have more more fights you know i, I think that's the big question is how 
how is direct listening going to um, create content for you? And I think as people start to figure that out, uh, including you and I, um, you know, then it will start having more of an impact, I think. I'm interested too how this affects um, corporations that have people that want to be part of another corporation um, but couldn't because they wanted to be in faction warfare more. But now, like, you know, if I wasn't running my own corporation and alliance right now, my first thing would probably be to join up with one of the NullSec groups that are going to be doing faction warfare and, um, you know, get all of the benefits of being part of a big, large 0, 0.0 alliance, but also being able to participate and make all of your money and fighting in zero point or in uh, faction warfare, and that's all you know. You don't have to do anything with the zero point zero stuff unless you want, you know. Um, so I'm wondering if this is going to take a, a, a hit on a lot of corporations and alliances in faction warfare. I haven't seen any attrition from it yet. Um, a lot of people are already just alts, anyways, <laughs> to a certain degree. Um, throughout uh, faction warfare, you'll have that. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't seen like a huge boost in in the number of people doing faction warfare right now. There's little like it's like a a small trickle of people kind of coming in right now, and 0, 0.0 alliance is kind of deciding what side of you know which sides of the war that they want to be part of. Um, so I think that there is a lot of like diplomatic talk that's happening, you know, in the background that is kind of you know preparing for this more than i feel like this it didn't come out of left field they've been saying they've been gonna do this for a long time but there wasn't like this isn't like something that they are like tooting the horn on at all and have not been like pushing it really hard like i'm surprised there isn't like big pop-ups and stuff that says like hey it's faction warfare time like we did direct enlistment you guys have been asking for this forever Yeah, I'm wondering, uh, I, I, I would hope that they'd have some plan for that moving forward. I think uh, if they introduce it and it doesn't quite have the impact that they were hoping it was having, that maybe they would kind of paint that picture for people a little bit better. Like, hey, like remember this faction warfare thing? And now, you know, hit this, go here and hit this button. And then, you know, go into a battlefield and see how much plex you're going to get when you... Uh, or uh, how many loyalty points you get when you, uh, you know, hit one of those things. So. Yeah, I mean, this is, I, I really think that for any any newbie, especially and all the way up to, like, hardened veterans, if you're looking for a way to make money while shooting stuff, like, come to Faction Warfare. Direct enlist in Faction Warfare. Um, because this is where you're going to make a lot of good money actually doing PvP. And that's one of the, the only things that like makes me really excited about Faction Warfare is that it's the only place in space that I think has a consistent amount of just PvP while making money. Um, everything else, there's kind of like, you can loot, well, we can loot. So that, that, that's uh, you know, already kind of checked off there. Um, you can uh, you know, be baity kind of, you know, uh, you know, call in, you know, the troops with your um, PvE ratting ship. Um, but that's, I mean, not really 
you know, you're not really doing PvP while doing PvE and getting and making money. You're really just doing PvE while hoping that somebody jumps you so that you can call in the boys. And I've I've been part of some of those fleets, the standing fleets in 0.0, .0 and that's those are kind of fun to have and it does every once in a while have something pop up but there's this constant battle on your doorstep in faction warfare um and and we are getting pushed back um i was going to talk about this um before uh we got to this point but i forgot so let's go ahead and just take a look real quick at the war zone here um so main battles that are happening in Faction Warfare right now is pretty much Devon is the focal point um, at this current measure, the, the greatest focal point that we have right now. It is contested 79.7%. Um, we have a 9% advantage and we have maxed our advantage score at this point. Um, this is a huge battle along with um, a boon because they're protecting two of our most important um, backline systems and now they're command operation posts but Hadeles is um, well populated and controlled by the Galente uh, primarily the network um, and then Fliet is um, Adaron's home and a lot of other people have set up shop there as well um, and these are two systems that are currently um, being contested. Um, if, well, not they're not currently being contested. They're getting close to being contested. Um, if a boon falls, which a boon is at forty-two point one percent right now, um, then they can start plexing Hadeles. Um now, I don't know if this is necessarily a big problem. The big problem is not that they can start having a frontline plexing, because that's kind of good. It's that they can dock in Hades and they can dock in Fliet. Um, and that's always been a really big bonus to having your home, is that um, you can dock, but they can't. But if they turns into a frontline, that's not going to be the case anymore. Um, so there is a lot of concern about what's uh, going to be happening here. But uh, for the, pri uh, the most important thing is, is that we get plexing in, um, uh, uh, in Devon done. It is at 80, there's 79.7% right now, hovering around 80%. Um, and that system is just stuffed with people. Uh, we also have an Eve, uh, an Eve mail that went out that actually asks everybody to focus on Devon and Aboon. Um, it also says Talonin, but don't listen to that. The most important part is, is Aboon and Devon. Um, and Devon right now being almost 80% and Aboon being 42.1%, there's less concern over on the Aboon side right now. And it isn't necessarily detrimental to have these at high contested levels. Um, it's more it's easier for them to push if they can push and actually get that last 20 percent then they can you know it's a lot easier getting just 20 percent than 60 percent um but at 80 percent you're actually making some decent lp payout for defensive plexing um so it gets a lot more people interested in defensive plexing when they can make money from 
you know, make LP from that, that's a lot higher value per plex. Um, I know that that isn't always the main motivator for some people, but it is the main motivator for a lot of people. Um, and that's, that's kind of wraps into the talking about how, you know, faction warfare is about making money while PvP, because each one, you know, if you're doing a site and it gets you 20 million, you know, 20,000 LP, that's, you know, give or take, equivalent to about 20 million ISK once you've uh, converted it. Um, yeah, and that's the, the big circle with all of this, right? Like, uh, the reason you need ISK is so that you can buy ships and, and modules for those ships so that you can actually play the game. So if you don't have ISK, you can't buy ships, you can't, you can't play. And, um, you know, I think that's what we're all fighting here. And so that's what I kind of like about PvP is the simple fact that I'm playing the game is also giving me the LP that I can make ISK from, that I can buy all the catalysts I need. So um, it's a, it seems to work a lot better than, uh, you know, if I, I'm ratting or just uh, roaming in no sec, you know, I lose a ship, it's just gone. And, uh, you know, this, uh, again, it's just more active, so. So do you want to take us through uh, this direct enlistment uh, page that they have here? So Eve Online has a little story that came out about direct enlistment. Um, and I think there's a video here that kind of goes in. It's interesting because this doesn't really talk a lot about direct enlistment, which is another thing that, like, you know, even the stuff that they're like, direct enlistment's here, they're like, I'm not going to really talk about direct enlistment. <laughs> yeah, they, what, they started off just kind of telling or highlighting the newest episode in scope. Um, about the cracks in the relations between the Keldari, the Amar, and the Galente and Mimitar. Let's go ahead and uh, check out that video here. Hostilities between New Eden's Big Four empires have been growing over the past few months, with no sign that the escalation can be reversed. Against this background, with the empires apparently racing to develop advanced power and transportation technologies, a fresh diplomatic crisis has erupted. Allegations of Edencom and Concord agents gathering details on Kaldari State research into new shipcaster technology were the spark for a major diplomatic row between the empires. The Minmatar Republic accused the Amar Empire of using Edencom intelligence assets to covertly acquire technology from the Kaldari. Subsequently, Kaldari state investigations have revealed evidence that supports these allegations. Credible accusations of spying against an ally at such a sensitive time have put a significant strain on relations between the Amar Empire and the Kaldari state. Derived from Triglavian technology recovered from the Athenon system, the shipcaster is believed to have the capability to cast ships over vast interstellar distances with pinpoint accuracy. Able to bypass gates, sinusoidal jammers, and other defenses, the technology would provide the Kaldari Navy with a significant force projection advantage over its rivals. 
The scope has learned that the Kaldari Navy is already preparing to build a ship caster at a construction site located in Anaman. The fortified system in the Black Rise region has already seen extensive naval movements and construction, building it up as the Kaldari Navy headquarters for war zone operations. As the spying scandal rumbles on in diplomatic circles, it is being reported that senior figures in the Kaldari State and Minmatar Republic have begun security cooperation talks in the Kaldari system of Arakan, close to the Republic border. The new aggression and apparent duplicity of the Amar Empire comes at a time when the Galente Federation's militarization of the Intaki system is also coming under scrutiny. As New Eden's two largest empires appear increasingly ruthless and militaristic, some speculate that the Republic and state may seek a diplomatic realignment in their own national interests. This is Alton Havery reporting for The Scope. All right, so yeah, that kind of gives us a little bit of a uh, insight into, you know, the new event that's going on, the shipcaster construction that's happening, and the breaking of relations between the Mimitar and the Galente and the Kaldari and Amar. Yeah, this is definitely, uh, as they said they were going to do, CCP wanted to use faction warfare to drive the the narrative of EVE moving forward. And, um, you know, I, I think this is a, a huge change. I don't think it's anybody speculated on the fact that they would try to break up the, uh, you know, the, the two sides and, um, and kind of redraw the lines as far as uh, the war moving forward. I don't know if necessarily means that Galmil and Amar will become, you know, allies as once we were with Mimitar, but uh, it's kind of interesting to look at uh, as, uh, you know, potential possibilities of, of how that would shake up the game. Uh, I know the loss of Mimitar has, has been noticed so far from us that there, um, there were allies that we have had come over from Mimitar, and I know there are some Galmil players that like to be over in the Mimitar space. Yeah, we even had corporations, you know, when we were doing the Galente deep dive, there were corporations that were strictly in the Mimitar war zone. Um, and that's all that they were doing recently. Um, even ones that I'm pretty sure were Mimitar before, you know, the, uh, the you know, up, uh, uprising, you know, had launched. Um, so this is like, uh, this is huge because um, we haven't talked uh, about this. Uh, we were kind of hinted at it, but there is a breakup that happened in EVE Online between the NPCs, and that that video kind of really brings it out into the open that um, the Galente are no longer at war with the Amar, and the Mimitar are no longer at war with the Keldari. And I just went over to the Keld or to the Amar war zone. Just to like 100% check this stuff out for myself um, and get some, you know, instead of hearsay reporting, um, because there's nothing like like boldly stated once. I mean, there's uh, there's so much nuance to like everything that like CCP seems to like put into this game, like, or it's more about like reading into things more in, in order to get the exact uh, gameplay changes that have happened. I mean, they have the patch notes and stuff like that um, that you can read for your, yourself. Um, but I don't see like this being also talked about on Reddit very much, um, which is that because of that, like, and we're no longer allied with the, the Mimitar, 
So they show neutral to us. They show neutral, Amar show neutral. Um, if you try and plex inside of their um, syst- uh, inside of their war zone, you get a suspect timer and you don't count down the clock. Um, so this is something that uh, it just I just find it interesting how this isn't talked about more and being like, wow, this because this is a huge change. Like that's oh, and there's and I I'm really excited for it because there's always been problems with the the Mimitar and especially after Uprising was released, this whole like um, wanting to shoot farmers and stuff like that. There were just a lot of people who were going out and using Mimitar um, alts in order to or just ha- having the Mimitar themselves come and kill members of your coalition that are not um, part of that are part of faction warfare so to a small degree it's hurt it's it's hit us in a bad way that you can't hit farmers anymore or seagulls as we're calling them you know um as easily um because you're not going to show up blue anymore uh, when it's you can shoot them without a penalty um but there's always ways around that um but i do think that it is i, I think blue fuckery was really stupid in general though um because it's not very easy to um, set up a system where if they're, especially with faction warfare, if they're awoxing you, if they're the one killing you, you, they, you don't even see them on the screen. Let's say that you get it finally set up so that it definitely, they will show up on screen for you so you can see them at least on your overview that's set to combat that normally wouldn't see friendlies, um, you have to take a standings hit to shoot them. So um, Mimitar, though, didn't really have a problem with this um, because you could the, the biggest hurdle was making sure that you knew that they were an enemy you know, because they were Mimitar that are shooting. But you just standardly were blue to these guys. Um, and I think that that that's a good change that there's there you know and there's more people to shoot now so we have all of Mimitar can come over and be pirates in, in our area or we can go over to their area and be pirates if we want um yeah that that's gonna be interesting and um just personally i think it'll help expand my uh involvement with the game a little bit as far as because i i've never had any interaction with uh anybody from the amar militias I don't know any of their corps or any of their pilots. So I'm wondering if this will be something where we can, you know, work together on objectives and stuff. So, um, I don't know. I think that that could be interesting. Yeah, well, and I think that it kind of keeps us uh, from needing to really work with each other as much anymore. Um, And kind of puts it, you know, that we can focus on our own war zone. There's no reason to go over and plex in their systems because we can't plex in their systems anymore. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. But you can be friends with like an Amar or Mimitar militia member. Um, And I think that this will also probably make this podcast focus more on the Galente war zone, which I really know more about, you know. um, Yeah. Which I can feel even more justified of not wanting to talk about the Mimitar and Amar Warzone. Just because I'm not over there. I'm not fighting in those trenches. And um, 
I'm not able to give you firsthand reports about what's happening over there. Um, and now I really can't because <laughs> that, that relationship is broke. Um, and the Mimitar are done working with us, um, at least from an NPC point of view. Um, yeah. So Grandith says, uh, so it's a free-for-all now for FW, no more alliance, or is that event is free-for-all? Um, so the event is free-for-all. Um, everybody kind of versus everybody in this. The um, Keldari and Mimitar are not friends in Faction Warfare, but they're not enemies anymore. There is no war deck that. So you have to go pirate in order to shoot um, the Amar if you're in the Galente. Um, so it is kind of a free-for-all now. Um, the only thing that you can easily shoot at um, or anything that you want to try and you know, affect the game and get LP for doing can only be done in your war zone now. Um, and the uh, the event, they did say something along the lines of that if you were, even if you were part of a Galente Faction Warfare Corporation, you could still pick anything, but I was forced into, into the Galente. But uh, in general, though, anybody can pick any uh, thing for the event as well. Um, so there, there is, uh, do you want to take us through the event, uh, the path to war? So this is talking about the event. Let's kind of dig a little bit into that. All right. Should I grab my reading glasses? That's all right. Uh, <laughs> uh the face of the, the. Uh, the face of warfare in New Eden continues to evolve as long-held alliances between the empires have fractured, and that the heat has just been turned up again. Empire and capsular research efforts and triglavian technology have provided an opportunity to build brand new interstellar ship casters, along with the long-distance transport of ships across star systems directly into the war zone. This development alone has plunge the Empire into a fierce competition and conflict. That's a lot of what the Scope have been talking about. Right, yeah, um, and I don't think we need to go word for word through the whole thing, but let's just take a look at the... So the first thing that they're talking about there, what was the, the headline for that again? Or just urgent news. Urgent news, Capsuleers! So yeah, so, you know, they've so. kind of been talking about this shipcaster, and we're kind of building this shipcaster is like one of the big things that's going on here. So then they go on to what, talk about direct enlistment, which we already just talked about. Um, and then uh, Shadow War event. So this is the event that's going to be happening, right? And kind of give us a breakdown of um, what's going to be happening here. Like what they talk about, like there's the research data node, Wayland Courier, and the besieged laboratory sites. And these are all throughout Faction Warfare space, as well as some high-sec systems. Um, let me go ahead and pull up uh, some of the... Uh, uh, we'll, we'll pull that up a little bit later. Um, uh, so yeah, and then you get to choose which cause that you want to support. Um, actually, yeah, let me pull What am I doing? Oh, okay. 
Yeah, and so like, yeah, looking for these uh, the data nodes of Wayland Center in the Besiege Laboratories. I have spent some time in low sec. I didn't go into high sec at all to to look for those, but um, yeah, the one, two, three, four, seven systems I went into and scanned down. Um, I did not locate any of those. So whether they had already been hit, I don't know what the spawn rate is on those. Um, but I am not having luck with these. <laughs> so, but I'll yeah, and I hear that away. if you go into these sites, you get a suspect timer too. So even if you're doing them in high sec, it's uh, dangerous for you to do it. Yeah, as soon as you go in, anybody else can go in, and then you're you're a free target. Once you do do one, you come out. Now, it is, uh, like, restricted to frigates, right? So if we go into goals here... So I have, like, the inside of the agency, you can go encounters, faction, factional campaigns, and then shipcaster, um, shadow war. Yeah, it depends. The uh, The research data nodes, you can have a tech one or a navy frigate. The whaling couriers, you can have a tech one or navy destroyer or tech two destroyer. Uh, sorry, frigate. So, tech one destroyer or navy, or a tech two frigate. So they did kind of break that up a little bit. And then the besieged laboratories, um, up to a battle cruiser or a navy battle cruiser, class plus tech two cruisers to get into those. Not tech three though. So, uh, yeah, none of them are interesting. So, so these are the ones that I would probably like doing the most. Would be the besieged laboratories. Does this sounds like a combat, real combat site? Um, yeah, and I'm not sure if there is. Uh, well, there's going to be rats inside these also. Yes, there. Uh, yes, and I, I, I haven't seen people do all three of these sites, but I've seen some of the sites, and they do like webbing, scramming, and they're pretty nasty. Like, um, they're all very short range. Um, like, just nab you, newt you, and and like hit you really hard. Um, I don't know if they all newt or not, but. Uh, And also, uh, oh, this article is back in, just kind of explains, uh, doesn't really hit, it just says to bring Galenti up to speed. And for those of you that don't know, like uh, last uh, last event, Galenti were supposed to help build um, Stargates and investigate the first part of this technology. And while well, we didn't do it, we were too busy fighting uh, to do it. So we're the one of the, we're the only faction that is, uh, we're behind. Is uh, that's what it comes down to. Um, both uh, Mar Mimtar and Kaldari at least have one aspect of this puzzle um, already kind of figured out. Uh, Glinty still needs to do both. So uh, I would like to try to do that, but as we talked about before, though, the war zone is just hot, and it's really hard to go out and take part in this aspect of the game when literally we're constantly, you know, plexing defensive plexing just so we're not losing our space yeah i think that that is something that um galente have also been always known for being more of wanting to just fight and do pvp is like the main goal of a lot of the galente cor corps um which against the 
Keldari has always been like a hard thing on us because they've always had more plexers than us and they've always had more people looking for just opportunity inside of, of this but we've been able to stand pretty well against them in a PvP sense because a lot of their extra membership they have is members that just wanted to have faction warfare access as well as access to Jitta. So they're not out there trying to, you know, be participants in, in Keldari fleets. They're just trying to make as much LP as possible while still being able to go to Jitta to a certain degree. Yeah, so Escalante, we need to go out, we need to hit these sites, we need to find the uh, equipment that is in those and it's my understanding to build you have to use actually go to an industrial aspect yeah so um so they've got the scan down node. the research data nodes the find the wayland couriers and find the besieged laboratories and then the other thing that they have on here is the manufacturer stellar transmuter data core and then once you have produced 10 of them then you have to go drop them off in order to get the rewards and then that's what gets you um so for every 10 of these that you build and turn in you get these special boosters so they've got the federation mobile uh, mobility booster uh, minus two percent to ship inertia plus three warp per percent speed plus three percent micro warp drive capacitor consumption um so, or minus three, micro warp drive capacitor consumption. Base duration is two hours. So, you get that, then you get uh, one that gives you probe strength, um, the uh, feder Federation electron booster gives you salvage module cycle time, sensor dampener optimal range, fall off. So, that's kind of cool. Now, for what it looks like, the the industrial side of it, if you, you, I think it's the absolute minimum requirement of industrial to actually build these. So you don't have to go out and, you know, be up to whatever Galente Five, you know, fusion, <laughs> whatever to to do them. I think it's basically pretty simple, and I don't think you actually lose points if you don't build them. If you have all the fragments, you've gone to the data site, you've right. got all the stuff to build one. You can pass that off to another character. They can build it, then give you back the data core. You just drop it off, and you'll get all the points for it. Yes, it is that turn-in when you get actual points. And I've got some new skins here that I'm kind of showing off. Um, I don't know. I'm not I'm not too excited for these skins. <laughs> I, um, I know, Astrothi was all excited about them. I'm like, really? They don't look that much different than the Doctor Who skins that came out. Maybe and this is a little more blue than red, but I mean, yeah, it's not bad looking, but it's like a catalyst. I'm not going to be flying around catalysts. I'm going to fly around a navy catalyst, you know. Like, I'm gonna let's see, let's see some other ones here. There's a vexer. I might be flying a vexer around a little bit, but I'm not. Oh, I still fly a vexer all the time. Vexer, I've got better skins than that. Like, why would I not want to wear this? The Death Glow Remnant. I know, and that's like oh. one of the best skins on like anything. <laughs> looks so freaking good. Oh my. So I've got I've got a Vexor skin, but um So I'm not not super impressed. It's not like these I mean this yeah, one That's an awesome skin. I wear that one all the time. If I'm this not is kinda the... cool. I like the gold 
like thing for the Vexer. Like this does look good, but man, that Death Glow is just so much better looking. Let's yeah, see I have we're... a, I have a Vexer that's had that skin on it for like six, eight months. It's been sitting in a hangar, and the ship's just kind of turning black. <laughs> and uh, I refuse to clean it or change the skin out. Just it looks so cool, just kind of tarnished and weathered with that with the Death Glow on it. So. Okay, this is kind of cool, the Talos, which I kind of want to do some more Talosing um, with the way that Faction Warfare... It's interesting, Faction Warfare like caters to two different types of, of PvP quite a bit, and it has been ever since Battlefields have been introduced. It's uh, There's a lot more long-range combat that can be happening in um, Faction Warfare, because Faction Warfare for a long time with just Plexes was really that you would win the battles by um, being the the brawler you know like you could do long range but if the brawlers got on top of you you're screwed you could you if if you're doing long range and you're inside of a plex and you have control of the plex people are just not going to want to fight you as much um, and so the brawler was really allowed you to like just sit on that button and get combat fights and stuff like that um, but with the arrival of battlefields now, I definitely feel like long range is making a big, big comeback. But once again, I got the Aurora skin that I think is kind of cooler. It's got the wings. Yeah, I got the little halo things on her. The, you know, the the wisps coming off at the lower. These drugs are kind of cool. Um, it looks. Yeah, like I think the drugs are gonna be pretty cool but i think they're hybrid tracking now. speed nine percent nine percent tracking speed to velocity uh drone sorry drone tracking speed and velocity that's pretty fucking cool yeah that would just some a piece drone damage and hybrid turret damage yeah these are kind of cool the drugs are kind of cool i'll admit let's see a megathron penumbral Prenumbral shadows. I mean, that is kind of cool. It's not, not insane, but uh, the Federation skin is way cooler. But that's just, I don't need to have that. It's like a billion disc or something. But I have the Death Glow Remnant for this one, which is just so beautiful. Those are great ships. I don't know, I wish they had the navy, uh, doesn't look like any of these are navy versions, which I'm just really upset about. But, it is nice, I do plan on spending some time doing, getting into this, uh, working on this, just for those rewards. Yeah, uh, and I mean, you know. we're at 1% progress. They're at 33, or Zamar at 33, Mimitar at 33.9, 34% for the Keldari. So everybody's just kind of moved it up 1% so far. Okay, it's, it's a lot easier when you got three times as many people doing it too, so that's... Uh, well, I think that we have an advantage because none of the stuff is in our space, it's all in the the enemy space so we have to go and do all of their 
Like, nobody's able to take stuff from us. Because we don't have anything. Yeah. But I'm trying to remember why that is such an important thing. Anyways, um, let's see. What else is there? There's the shipcaster um, that we're building here. And we have talked a little bit about that. But, I mean, I think the main focus on that is, you know, it's going to be a high-sex system that you can go to either in Taki... Um, which is like a little island of, uh, for high sec here. Which I find that interesting that ours is an island high sec that's surrounded by 0.0. .0. It's just, every time, man, it just, it's hard for us to... Um, yeah, like they flipped the security on that. They system. did turn it from a, from a low sec to a high sec as well. So I'm like, you know... And it's it's deep inside of you know zero point zero or sorry low sec system. Um, I think the ship cat. I wonder if they're going to charge LP or what you know uh, what the capabilities of the uh, the ship caster is going to be. I'm, I I find it interesting. The truthful though, I probably won't be used even if we get a ship caster probably not going to use it. I'm not going to go to set up in, in Intaki. I'm a pirate. Um, I'm interested if this... Because they said that it like bypasses Sinosaurol jammers, right? So do you still need a Sinosaurol like, person out there in order to Sino you in? Um, you know, is this going to be something that eventually players in 0, 0.0 are going to be able to build? Because... In Faction Warfare, there isn't any Sino-jammed systems. So... What, you know... If it just throws you to the front lines, it's not like... Unless that just means that if... I, I, I don't know why they brought that up. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of interesting. Because it sounds like this is something I think... That, I think eventually the game plan, without them saying it, um, but my... I'm inferring from this um, you know or guessing is that they're going to this is going to be technology that it's like if you were uh, that you can build in 0, 0.0 and that you'll be able to like throw your ships around um, which is a little bit different of a, than a jump bridge because the jump bridges let you get quickly around your space this will allow you to go into enemy space if there are enemies that are nearby Yeah, and I'm curious about limitations and stuff. Like, what size ships can go through this? Can I bring, you know, can we have a, a fleet of dreads take off from there and be thrown to, you know, the far side of the war zone? That would be interesting. Yeah, we'll have to see. So, not a lot of information that I've been seeing out there about exactly what the ship caster is, but... Um... The other thing that is going on is the Eve Mosaic. So there is the events that are kind of happening that if you want to be part of Eve Online's uh, mosaic that they're making, I don't know if I'm going to be in it, to be honest. I haven't. Oh, I. I yeah, the, the end date's the coming work. up soon. You, you have until the 22nd uh, to do that. I, uh, yeah, Nightflyer's in. I got my email from him saying that I've done it. Um, which was nice because I I'd never done really any abyssal stuff. 
So this kind of forced me to figure out, okay, what's this about? Like, you know, what kind of ships should I use? How do I, you know, what's the best way to do it? So it kind of forced me into that style of gameplay that uh, I haven't really, you know, spent any time in. So I did that, and it's enough, and now it's got me on the mosaic. You know, the mining blitz is fairly easy. Go out and get 2,000 rocks, and there you go. But, um, yeah, so I'm in. At least one of my guys is. Do I, I have to do three days' worth of it, too, right? To get in uh, on the mosaic? That was, it's like, that was the question I had, too. Because, like, even with the abyssal things, there's, like, three different um, parts to it. Like, you had to blow up... Uh, 10 triglavian ships or uh, five triglavian ships 10 drones and five uh sleeper ships like those were three different things so was one of those three you had to complete or did you have to complete all three of those on the same day uh as they popped up so i didn't really get an answer on that but hmm. yeah um but if you did that on that day and then you know did mining the next time it popped up so the mining was fairly easy. I mean, you can do any of the stuff in high sec. So, yeah, I thought there was something about uh, Eve Online complete a daily challenge on three occasions between now and March twenty second. So, yeah, so there's three three occasions though. Is yeah. So I wonder. I that's that's vague language. I'm so I'm wondering if this is like if I don't do one today, tomorrow, and the next day, will will I be able to even be in on it? So maybe I have to do that. Um, yeah, because you're running out of time, because uh, yeah. today's almost tomorrow in Eve time, right? Yeah. Or are we already? I think we're... I don't know. Uh, not quite yet. Not quite yet. I don't know. The time change has got me screwed up. <laughs> yeah, so I think that that's um, all that we have really for faction warfare, but there is the, the big war that's going on out in Nullsec right now. Um, I'm not going to go deep into this, but uh, we'll spend just a minute or so kind of talking about this. Yeah, go ahead and pull up the, uh, the like, coal, pull up the coalition map, the one right next to that one. Yeah. So let's, let's get a look here at this. Um, so we've got Imperium versus, and Imperium in, what is that, D2? D, D2? Oh, up here in the, the corner. Yeah, I can't see that. In, oh, they they call it B two. I think that's just the the brave. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's brave, and we form Volta, um, along with uh, goons that are fighting Winter Co Coalition and Pamfam. Um, but for the most part, just um, out of Pamfam, it's really just uh, Pandemic Horde. Um, so. This is a war of aggression on B2, um, and it was fraternity of the Winter Coalition basically saying, we want more space, and we're going to kick out B2 and take over their space. Um, and it's not going very well, because Goonswarm came in strongly on B2 side, um, and so with Goonswarm um, and the Imperium kind of backing mostly goon swarm i believe i don't believe initiative is directly involved in this war i'm not 100 percent sure on that though um maybe i'm wrong on that but i haven't heard a lot from imperial from um initiative regarding this war but we do know that like 
goons have been taking down multiple structures, um, specifically keep stars and fortazars um, have been getting laid to siege and have been getting blown up. Um, Winter Coalition says that those are just floodplains, just like goons said. The only difference that's really big on this, though, is that they're the ones attacking. Like, they're supposed to be trying to gain ground and, and conquering B2 space. And that hasn't really been happening. So, um, as far as I understand, the you know, as we kind of talked about before, it's been not very um, active, other than you know the the big keep star fights, um, and there's a lot of people just whining and crying about how there's not enough content actually coming out of this war. So we'll see if uh, if this turns into maybe B2 starts invading Winter Coalition and goons help them and push, you know, Winter Coalition gets pushed all the way out of their space if this is, gets turned around. But at this point in time, it is just a defensive and the defensive is going very strongly. The offense has completely stalled out and has now completely retreated back into their space, from my understanding, to... To say that those were just floodplains. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how long this uh, this battle will go on, but I think as more pressure is put on Winter Coalition, the uh, you know they're not going to have any issue, but to or uh, any choice, but to, to start amount, amassing um, some type of defense. And at that point, the, I think those goon pilots that like to fly the big toys will. Uh, have their opportunity, but it's going to take time. I think it's just going to uh, just take backing them into a position where they they have to. So yeah, so yeah, it's a, primarily all the fighting is concentrated up in the north um, by Declan, I believe, and like pure blind areas. Um, yeah, definitely a. Uh, Interesting. We'll see see how that goes, and uh, you know, it's not our primary concern for news, but uh, I read on Reddit um, and I, you know, hear from some people about the the going ons up in uh, up in, in 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 all of zero points. Got my ears everywhere. Um, yeah, but uh, as we kind of talked about or hinted to before, the fact that you know, you and I both know a lot of pilots that are in these larger corporations that have an interest in getting into the factional warfare and, and doing this direct enlistment. But because of these engagements, haven't been able to take part in that. So um, I think when this war kind of wraps up or gets to a point where you know, they, they can, I think you'll see those players, you know, from those big blocks come into uh, into uh, low sec and uh, start pew-pew with us again. So. All right. Well, I think we'll go ahead and wrap things on up here. So thank you all for watching. Um, if you have an interest in joining the war effort, um, go ahead and put an application into Golden Age Stories, or go ahead and do direct enlistment now. Just get onto the front, get out, get into the front lines, get to Devon, whether you're Kaldari, whether you're Galente, um, but specifically to our Galente friends out there, let's uh, let's raid and, and continue to hold um, Devon at this point, and we will, uh, you know, we will survive. We will be. We're gonna we're gonna get some good fights out there. Um, 
You can also watch us live on Twitch every Sunday at 2300 Eve time. That's 5 p.m. Central time. Um, however, if you have missed the show, you can always um, listen to us on our podcast, The Federation Frontline Report. You can find that on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and pretty much any other pl- podcasting platform that's out there. Um, different platforms that provide video, like Spotify, um, iTunes, of course, YouTube, you can get the video version of this. Um, also, check out our website, federationfrontline.com, for more information on our alliance, our podcast, and EVE Online in general, as well as friends of the show. If you have news and would like to talk about the show um or news that you'd like us to talk about on the show uh if you want to be a guest or you have an after action report that you want us to talk about we would love to tell your story just go ahead and send an email to frozen fallout in game in eve online or you can always uh hit me up at frozen.fallout at gmail.com all right thank you all for watching have a great night good night everybody